Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Uh, that's all that we got. Oh, yeah, we have the Armed Forces Bowl. Lockheed Martin. Locked up, Martin. Heed these notes. Uh, hot <laughs> Wait, what? All right. I didn't, I didn't think it was going there. I don't know what I just walked into. Missouri right. up 7-0 on Army. Imagine no, being got... Juan Carlos Blanco listen, just listening listen, to this just... show. Like, this is my second time here, and they're talking about nuts. Oh, my God. You were talking about Aaron Gordon's bush earlier. Anyway. Yeah, he has long hair. Back on the show for the second time is my man, Juan Carlos Blanco, as I like to call him, J.C. Blanco. Down Welcome with JCB. on the Roman guest line. Juan Carlos, how you doing? Doing good, guys. Great to see you guys are in the in the holiday tier, and I'm glad to be back with you here. Happy holidays. Did you know what Lockheed <laughs> Martin did uh, as a company? Did you know who they were before you saw this sure. Armed Forces Bowl? You're uh, a better me, man than me. Tell me what the description of their company is. <laughs> well, I always thought now, let's see, uh, I put myself on a limb. I've always thought they were a premier engineering firm, if I'm not mistaken. All right, yep. But okay, yeah. So, also defense. <laughs> also go. defense. Yeah, he's he's good. American the Aerospace Arms Defense Information Security Hence and the Technology that Corporation. They're sponsoring the Armed Forces Bowl. Anyway, uh, yeah, we we're not very smart on the show. We just win bets. Trista. We just we win... don't care about these brands unless we... they pay us like MGM. We we could care less. Couldn't care less. <laughs> JC JC with the current COVID outbreak, it's been difficult for us all to bet, especially with NBA. Like we're having a hard time staying in the in the holiday cheer. Of this, uh, do you have any tips in terms of betting on the NBA other than just wait till Fantasy Pros comes out with the lineup and see who's actually in the going to be in the game or NFL for that or matter? NFL, I mean, everybody's yeah. dead. Even the coaches are dead. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I, w- I was thinking about that very question earlier. I figured that was definitely going to come up today when we spoke. And if thinking about it from the NFL perspective, my, my main piece of advice, I think, especially after these last uh, two nights of games that we saw. Is you can't you really have to evaluate who the opponent is of, of a team who you might think has a tremendous personnel disadvantage. Uh, you still have to evaluate that opponent and see if that opponent is talented enough to really take advantage and exploit that type of situation. Because as we saw, you know, Monday the Vikings still the Bears had their entire secondary missing, and Justin Jefferson still struggles to get going and get open in that game. I think like four out of 10 targets is all he catches. Uh, Yesterday, we're seeing the the Eagles having a hard time with Washington playing Garrett Gilbert, who was just signed off a a practice uh, squad a few days before that. So uh, there is no given here. And the Raiders, I mean, probably might be exhibit A. I mean, Cleveland just missing a bunch of guys also down to the third string quarterback. And again, it takes a last second field goal for them to, to get a victory. So, I wouldn't take anything for granted and just think like, oh, well, this other team's just playing with like uh, all reserves. This is a, a slam dunk because it seems like nothing's a slam dunk and kind of the same goes for NBA. This year we've seen even some strange outcomes, even when teams have been at full strength. So, you know, <laughs> COVID is just uh, even more of a wild card, makes things even more of a wild card, I think. So how do you, uh, like when you handicap the rest of the season, you know, and you look at some of these futures, because there's only a couple contenders that you could argue maybe in the NFC and then maybe three or four teams in the AFC, you look at some of the teams that have been hit by COVID. Are you 
you know, is there any team that you're like focusing on like in the futures market? Like take the Packers, for example, the next time Aaron Rodgers even gets tested for COVID is the night before the Super Bowl. So you would expect him to be healthy for the stretch run, but you have guys like Tom Brady who haven't tested positive. Do you look at anything like that or you're just kind of like playing it by week right now? Yeah, still going week to week just because of how quickly the landscape's changing. Like the Chiefs situation this week, for example, uh, is a good example of how quickly things can can just shift. Right. Uh, a game that, that they'd be going into uh, against the Steelers where they, they'd be healthy favorites uh, now really becomes a real question mark if Hill and, and Kelsey can't play. So uh, that, that's I think that, that makes a good case for a week-to-week type of thing. I, Green Bay is deservedly, you know, right now with the Chiefs, I guess, uh, locked up at the top of the Super Bowl futures uh, markets. But uh, that can obviously change uh, depending on, on uh, any kind of medical situations or just regular injuries that occur over the next few weeks. But I do like Green Bay really at the top now. Last time we spoke, I, I was uh, in the camp of the Cardinals. And yeah. since then, they, <laughs> they've kind of blown a, a couple of games, especially, you know, the, the one against the Lions this past week. And, uh, and, of course, lost DeAndre Hopkins for, for at least until the NFC Championship game if they make it. Juan, uh, now this is the hard part of the show. you got to make some picks, Art. You, you, you sound great. You're over here. You're, you're giving us all these words about how we should approach all things. All these words. And you're giving us you're, – you're, you're really eloquent in your delivery. Now it's the hard part. We need you to put your money Thanks. where your mouth is. Thursday, tomorrow. I'm not going to be here. Yes. I am celebrating internally. Tristan and Chase are going to hold it down. San Francisco takes on the Tennessee Titans. They're three-point favorites in this game. Now, San Fran, they have been turning up recently. Now, of course, they started off the season pretty pretty bad, but they're getting healthier. Tennessee looks, oh, my gosh, after that game against uh, Pittsburgh, it was just like, what is that team? Totals 43.5. Money line, money, minus 165 for the 49ers, plus 140 for Tennessee. What are you going with in this game? I want to take San Francisco, but something tells me, like, is that too easy or – is Tennessee really that bad and San Francisco has really come around and turned this corner? Well, San Francisco is definitely hot. And as you said, Tennessee, the, the offense is, is a concern here because uh, Julio Jones, I guess he's, he's free of his injury designation again, but we've seen before that doesn't mean anything. Once he gets out on the field, especially on a cold night, that hammy could go at any time. Right. And besides, besides that, he hasn't been making much of an impact to begin with when he has been healthy and AJ Brown, uh, I, I believe is not going to be activated in time for this game. So what I like the most about this game and actually having written it up earlier uh, this week is the under is really what I'm going with mm. because I think Tennessee is able to take away that running game for San Francisco. They're, they're number one in the league uh, as far as rushing yards uh, per game allowed at home. They're just shutting the, the team's runs down uh, just uh, very consistently right now. And, I believe that what happens here, on a, especially on a short week, with Jimmy Garoppolo, if, if uh, a defense can really key in on the passing game, it's going to be prone to make mistakes. He's going to throw interceptions. He's going to stall drives. He needs a, a good balance. He needs a defense that really has to respect the run in order, I think, to really thrive. And so I think that both of these teams are just going to have a hard time keeping sustained drives and having drives finishing touchdowns for, the, uh, for, for a lot of points here to be scored. So the under is what I really like here. I know that the line has kind of flipped on its head from originally when it first came out. I think Tennessee was a slight home favorite. And now, as you said, they're underdogs because of circumstances. But I probably wouldn't even uh, – I wouldn't touch that, and I would just go with the under. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, let's uh, – JC, let's talk – do you mind if I call you JC? 
Oh, no, that's fine. That No problem. All right, just wanted to make <laughs> sure. One of the greats was called Jay Say. Yeah, yeah, one of the greatest of all time. Jesus Christos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Buffalo. So his birthday's coming up as well. <laughs> so that's why we're off. His birthday is Allegedly. on its way. Allegedly, Allegedly, we actually don't actually know that. Depends on who Buffalo you Bills uh, take on the New England Patriots <laughs> in Foxborough, JC. Um, Patriots, two and a half point favorites. The total is 43 and a half. Uh, how do you see this game uh, playing out comparatively to what it played out as? Obviously, the weather's not going to be nearly as bad um, as it was in Buffalo with all that lake effect. How do you see this matchup playing out, and which side would you take? Yeah, it's interesting. I just find the the way the Patriots' lines have been uh, these last two games are just very interesting. I was skeptical of them as an underdog uh, to the Colts, but it turns out that the public was right. They drove the, that number up for the Colts, and it, it as we saw, uh, Indianapolis kind of ends up uh, dominating them with uh, Carson Wentz kind of uh, giving them a taste of their own medicine, only throwing the ball 12 times. Now, going into this rematch with Buffalo, you'd have to think, you know, Sean McDermott and his staff have uh, have evaluated that last game, and they are going to uh, force uh, some things against New England here, force them to, to have to throw the ball a little bit more than last time, of course. But in the end, uh, the Patriots at home, I just I, I give them a, a slight edge. I think the edge is, is correct for the couple of points, at least the field goal here is what I see them winning by. Uh, Josh Allen, I think, can still be goaded into mistakes, as we've seen during the second half of the season. And Belichick's the guy that can, I'm sure, get that out of him. So I, I would still give the Patriots a slight edge there. You like the under? Uh, yeah, I definitely like the under as well because of, again, I, what I see is probably stalled drives and a very difficult time in New, in Buffalo getting a balanced offense going, just like last time. I mean, the, the passing, the secondary for each of these teams really is so good that I think that both are going to have a hard time really racking up enough points for it to, to go over. Uh, JC, so I was uh, doing a hit, and I know I kind of asked you about the Super Bowl market already, like with Green Bay and just kind of the COVID situation. But today somebody asked me in the AFC if I would take the Chiefs or the field. And any, like, nine times out of ten, I would usually take the field. But Chiefs are playing good, and they're winning games right now because of their defense. You expect them to figure things out offensively, and especially now that they're dealing with their COVID situation. Is there another team in the AFC maybe that you're seeing really good value with? Like the Chargers are 35-1. to I know they've been up and down, but they have a young quarterback who could, like, you know, throw them in and out of games. They have the Bengals are 40 to one. Um, is there a team in the AFC maybe that people are sleeping on that you find good value with? Yeah. If we're, if we're going to go deep down the board, a yeah, little other bit, than the uh, Pats, like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have enough faith in the Bengals. I've seen them just be too inconsistent and really uh, struggle to really offensively more than you would think in, in recent games or as the season has gone on. Uh, I, I mean, Indianapolis, because of, of yeah. Jonathan Taylor and, and the defense, uh, not so much the, the passing game. The passing game there, that, that's my biggest concern there because the, the receiver core is, is solid, but definitely nothing spectacular. It doesn't seem to be a Super Bowl caliber uh, receiving core there at, at the moment. Wentz has really done a great job with what he's had to work with, but I don't know that that's enough. I don't know if Taylor, it's just that, you know, that, that extremely heavy dose of Taylor is going to work all the way through, uh, through the postseason and into the Super Bowl. It could, I mean, running game and defense has often been a formula for, for getting all the way, but we'd have to see the offensive line there is elite. So it does give them a fighting chance. And that's what I think would make them a, a decent, a decent value to, you know, take a chance on for those looking for some longer odds. The hot topic around social media and just, you know, NFL fandom has been, NFL MVP award and uh, throughout most of this season it's been like who's 
award is it to lose? And it do, I don't feel like it's anybody's to lose because this season's just been so unpredictable, ups and downs. But now we're starting to get to the end of the season. Aaron Rodgers is the favorite right now, a slight favorite over Tom Brady. But here comes Jonathan Taylor. I remember we talked about Jonathan Taylor uh, maybe a month ago, and we yeah. said, man, like 25 to 1, 30 to 1 odds. Like, I, I wouldn't hate it, but it's not a running back award. Now he has the third best odds at BetMGM. Who would you take to win the MVP? Um, even, I mean, everything is pretty much of value outside of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Anything that you that you really are circling right now as the season winds down? Yeah, I think Taylor. You're right. When we when we were uh, speaking last time about a month ago, and he was just starting his his big run. He had just had his big 200 yard game, and and we were talking then about how he could really be a hot name, and and voters may may have a hard time ignoring him if he could just kept going the way he was going and. Uh, you know, obviously, needless to say, he's continued to make his case. This last game in prime time, national TV, just over the Patriots, it just even makes his his star shine even brighter. I'm really thinking that there is going to be a really interesting call for voters to make here because I don't see him slowing down. As I was saying, the offensive line in Indy is too good, I think. And barring any injury, I think he's just going to continue to steamroll through the rest of the season. This matchup he has on on Christmas Day against the Cardinals is actually a great one on the ground. Arizona's just been terrible stopping the run uh, at home. So he could be in line for another big national televised big game. And I think the, the, the buzz around him is just going to continue to grow. Thanks for joining us, Juan Carlos. J.C. Blanco here uh, covers MLB, NFL, NBA, and college uh, CF- and CFL for Rotowire. Uh, you can find him at J.C. Blanco 22 on Twitter.